1: favorite people on the planet. I have to tell you, um, if there is one group of people that I admire more than anyone, that is the nurses. I can say for certain that nurses have been such a part of my life. I actually had more nurses at my wedding than my own family, and I can tell you that I've shared my best and worst moments with uh, with nurses. So I'm so thrilled today to have Tammy Care, and I think that's so great that her last name is Care, like because she's a Care Bear, nurses are caring, and she's the uh, American Nephrology Nursing Association president, and she's going to be transitioning into a new role that I'm going to let her tell everybody about, and I'm very excited, Tammy to have you on the show.
0: Thank you, Lori. I'm delighted to be here as well and um, share some of the information about ANNA, but also to share a lot of information about nephrology nursing. So again, thank you.
1: Well, and it's so important because uh, there's the organization, the American Nephrology Nursing Association. So um, why don't we start out with a little bit of your background and why you're so passionate about this subject?
0: Absolutely. So, I've been a nephrology nurse for over 30 years, and until April of this year, I've continued to practice as a nephrology nurse. I would say that I've held a variety of roles in nephrology nursing over the years. I never anticipated as a young 20-year-old nurse that my career path would take me in the direction of nephrology nursing. It was the care that I delivered one night shift to a patient on peritoneal dialysis that propelled me in the direction that I've gone for the last 30 years of caring for patients with a variety of levels of chronic kidney disease, educating staff as well as students and prospective students about nephrology nursing as well as chronic kidney disease and the patient populations we care for, conducting research, I now find myself in in the middle of the health policy arena, looking at the role that the nephrology nurse will play under the Advancing American Kidney Health Initiative. So I've been fortunate in my career to have a lot of different roles as a nephrology nurse.
1: Well, and I think it's so exciting that you share the news that you'll be um, transitioning at the end of the year to the executive director of uh, the American Nephrology Nursing Association, and I think it's fantastic that a nurse is gonna be leading the organization. Well, thank you.
0: It certainly a year ago was not a career path that I saw in my future, yet it was an opportunity that presented itself. I gave it thorough conversation as well as thought, and found myself going down the path of interviewing for the position. Uh, once it was determined that I was the candidate they wanted to hire for the position, I was in the role of the ANNA president at that point and felt a commitment and a dedication as well as a personal desire to fulfill as much of that role in time as national president as possible. So, yes, in January of 2020, I will be, um, I will have fulfilled my, uh, nine months of my role as, the president of the American Nephrology Nurses Association, and Lillian Pryor, our president-elect, will be moving into that role. So it will be an exciting time uh, for ANNA, and it will be the first time that our association will have an executive director who has been a nurse, and not only a nurse, but a nephrology nurse.
1: That's so incredible. And, you know, um, I want to get into a little bit about what is the role of the nephrology nurse. But I can say this, and I bet you people who are listening, I can't tell you how many times that I've been on dialysis, I don't have any kidney function, and a nurse asks me to give a urine sample. And I say I don't have any kidneys, and they sometimes just can't believe it. And, um, you know, take some education. Now it's a little bit better, but I experienced that a lot. So one of the things is nephrology nurses know the little nuances of people with kidney disease. So if you can tell us a little bit about that.
0: Absolutely. So, nephrology nursing certainly is a specialty, like many nursing specialties, but a specialty in and of itself. And I would say to students who I had the opportunity to work with when I was an advanced practice nurse in the earlier days of my career that nephrology nursing, first and foremost, finds us in a variety of settings from The outpatient dialysis clinic setting, we're finding ourselves more often in the home therapies and home setting, and certainly in the acute care setting. And then any other setting that you can think of, very likely a nephrology nurse can play a role or is playing a role, from preventative care settings to clinic settings, as well as prisons across our community. So the role of a nephrology nurse, well, first and foremost, I think, as with all nurses, it requires that we have keen assessment skills. Uh, so that we can intervene, particularly if we're talking about the care of a patient who is calling us on the phone and needs quick assessment and intervention or if we're at the chair side caring for a patient that is experiencing some type of change as they're going through the dialysis treatment. I would also say that one of the unique um, aspects of nephrology nursing, in addition to our keen assessment skills and really combining what it takes to work in a community with the skills that it takes to work in a critical care setting, we also have the opportunity over the years to get to know our patients. We may care for patients one day. We may care for patients for 20 years. And we get to know those patients very, very well through these interactions that we have Week in and week out for short and long periods of time. Um, and that allows us to have a long term relationship to own, hone our skills, but also to know, just by even in some days, looking at a patient when they walk in a door and say, hmm, something doesn't quite seem right today. You seem to, you know, maybe not be your best self today. And so that relationship is certainly a unique part of nephrology nursing that I think a lot of people don't realize uh, we have the privilege of experiencing with our patients um, and working with our patients as a team.
1: You know, you hit on something because I think a lot of people don't understand. Like, you know, if you have cancer, you get treatment for a period of time and you either live or you don't. I mean, that's just the really sad reality of it. And uh, and then you kind of go in remission. And you're on your merry way. Uh, you know, kidney disease and dial- dialysis specifically is uh, people have dialyzed for 40 years. And I can't think of any other illness that has such... Frequent chronic treatments that you interact with your healthcare professionals. And one of the things I often say is sometimes there's a, you know, conflict in the kidney community between, and I'm like, yeah, you know, you're basically like having Thanksgiving dinner like three times a week. You know, um, um when you go to dialysis, you're getting, a, 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 you're amongst a lot of people you care about but you have conflict and we do that with our own family. And so I think that that's so important for people to realize because we, we, we trust healthcare professionals that take care of us, but we also feel comfortable of showing we're upset. And um, I think some new people need to understand that, <laughs> that don't understand that that relationship is so meaningful to patients.
0: And I completely agree with you, and particularly in my days of educating and training uh, new-to-practice dialysis nurses, nephrology nurses, and patient care technicians, I would say, and also nurses working in the hospital who may have been caring for patients on peritoneal dialysis or pre- or post-transplant, I would say to them, the expert... In this setting, right here, is our patient with chronic kidney disease. They know this disease inside and out because they live with it every day. They live with the treatment that they've been receiving, the medications, the symptoms that they're experiencing, and what they're saying and how they're guiding us is the reality of the disease. And so we need to look at the patient as the expert in the situation.
1: Well, some of the people who may be listening may not understand what it takes to become a nephrology nurse. And my second follow-up to that is all the nurses that are caring for patients in a dialysis unit, nephrology nurses.
0: Yes, so the nurses that are taking care of patients in the dialysis units are nephrology nurses, um, and those nurses may identify themselves as a dialysis nurse, um, and we use you know a more of an umbrella term in some cases where when we speak about nephrology nursing, we are talking about not only those nurses that are working in a dialysis unit, but those nurses that might be working on a transplant unit or in... A pre dialysis clinic where they're monitoring the patient's blood values and blood pressures as the patient. Um, kidney failure, you know, maybe in varying stages before they actually need dialysis. So, uh, nephrology nursing is, you know, is definitely um, the the title that we use for nurses who care for patients with chronic kidney disease. Um, once they've reached that stage of dialysis, or even before they've reached that stage of dialysis, or in the transplant, if they've they've moved on to receive a transplant as well.
1: And so, um, so what is the certification? Uh, take? I mean, like how much training? I know it costs money, it costs extra time, and it's a specialty nurse. Um, uh, tell us a little bit about this the key skill set that you learned.
0: Certainly, absolutely. So in the key skills, um, beyond nursing school, a nurse to work with a patient with kidney disease in a dialysis unit, transplant unit. Uh, or in an acute care setting, we'll need some additional education. And that education is generally provided by the dialysis organization or the health system that employs the nurse. The focus of the education starts very basic on what is the function of a kidney. And then we take and we flip that around and we say, what does it mean to a patient if their kidneys stop functioning? What symptoms will they experience? How will they feel? What would we assess in the patient, and what type of treatment options can we provide to the patient? So that type of education is provided. For a nurse that's working in a dialysis unit, they will receive hands-on experience working with the equipment that the patient will be using to provide dialysis for themselves at home or the equipment that will be used in an outpatient dialysis unit. So, that unique type of training will be provided. And the same is true if the nurse is working in an acute care setting and they're providing dialysis or renal replacement therapies in that hospital setting. We will provide that training to that individual as well. The good news is, as well, beyond the training, after that nephrology nurse obtains a couple of years of experience, the nurse can sit for certification, and we have a number of certifications. Specifically for that nurse that works in a dialysis unit, they can be certified, if passing the test, um, as a certified dialysis nurse. For the nurse that works in a variety of chronic kidney disease settings, they can sit for certification for nephrology nurses. And additionally, we have a number of advanced practice nurses that are working in our hospital and outpatient and home settings, and they can sit for certification as an advanced practice nephrology nurse. So there really is education and certification for each of these different areas of practice for our nephrology nurses.
1: And then they have to, after they pass the certification, they have to get so many CEUs every year and then recertified. Is that correct? It just doesn't end at the first test.
0: You are absolutely correct, Lori. What they would need to do is they would need to continue to practice in their setting and they would need to continue to receive education, and if they, they fulfill both of those requirements, and they can be different for dialysis nurse, nephrology nurse, and advanced practice nurse, but if they meet their specific requirements, then they can receive recertification. If they don't meet those requirements and a t- period of time passes, they can it for recertification examination again, Um, and so there are two tracks they go. Most people, once they're certified, will provide the education um, proof to show that they've served in their role for a certain number of hours and have received the education hours that they need, and then they become recertified. So it's not a one-time stamp and you're certified for the next five or ten years.
1: So let's jump a little to the dialysis facility because I think that's where the most interaction is. Can you run down what the dialysis nurse is responsible for, uh, for patient care?
0: So the dialysis nurse is responsible for the overall management of the patient's dialysis treatment. That starts from the moment that the clinic opens up and we start preparing the equipment all responsibility for that patient care, including the care delivered by the patient care technician, is the responsibility of that registered nurse who's working in that dialysis setting. Um, And it really starts with when the patient also walks in the door, assessing the patient before the treatment starts, assessing the patient's dialysis access, even before the nurse or the patient care technician Prepares and cannulates that patient for treatment, and then the dialysis nurse will monitor that patient throughout the course of the treatment. If he or she is not at the chair side at all times, he or she is in the unit and would be the go-to person for that patient care technician who is providing the dialysis treatment. And would the registered nurse would also be the decision maker if there were changes in the patient's condition, or if the physician needed to be notified.
1: There's different nurses in the dialysis unit sometimes that have different roles, like a nurse may be an administrator or a charge nurse or an actual dialysis nurse. Tell us like the different roles if they're not bedside.
0: Absolutely. So, within our dialysis facilities, we will have an administrator and that may be a facility administrator or dialysis unit administrator. That individual is responsible for the overall smooth functioning of that dialysis program. And, uh, and and the day in and the day out, when there's weather complications, that facility administrator will be responsible for coordinating and making sure that those patients in some fashion receive treatment. We have the charge nurse role. The charge nurse role is a registered nurse who is responsible for on the floor within the unit overseeing the the function of that unit, the patients arriving for treatment, the patients finishing treatment, performing assessments, the charge nurse may be responsible for administering medications, but it's the flow of the unit, the flow of the patients in, uh, communicating with the physician, nephrologist, dietitian, other healthcare providers who are part of the team, communicating with the patient and or family members, and making sure that those patients are moving through and that there are no breaks in their care or their transition into and out of the dialysis facility. So they really are a a coordinator in many ways. In addition to that, we have dialysis nurses who on one day may be a charge nurse and the next day may not be the charge nurse, um, who who are working at the chair side alongside the charge nurse and the patient care technicians to provide assessments, Definitely administer medications, oversee the patient's laboratory values, communicate to the charge nurse and or the nephrologist any changes in the patient's condition such that, again, the patient's dialysis treatment runs very smoothly. So we do have a separation of these roles within our dialysis settings.
1: Well, and I, I was curious, um, are all administrators nurses, or is there a mixture now?
0: We're finding that with the administrators that we may have a mixture, that they, they, that individual may be a nurse. Um, in some facilities, that individual may come to the facility with other administrative experiences. Um, and in some cases, we've found that those individuals may come to us with administrative and patient care technician experience.
1: So it could be a variety. And, hey, any patients li- uh, listening, maybe if you had administrator skills, you might want to throw your head in. It's not an easy job. No, <laughs> it's not a lot of an people. easy
0: job. And you're connected <laughs> to your telephone, uh, even if you're not on site, to, to help tro- troubleshoot and be proactive about issues that might be occurring.
1: Well, and one thing I'm always amazed about is that, you know, we frequently have disasters i mean throughout this country fires heat water or rain floods snow i'm trying to think of all, all of the seasons i'm not doing a very good job but maintaining people getting dialysis and three times a week it's not just rescheduling one doctor's appointment because you can't be in the in the building it just amazes me how good the community is of of making that happen Um, because it's like herding cats. (laughs) And, uh, um, you know, I often hear that it goes off pretty smoothly. Yeah, there's a little hiccups here and there. But I've never personally heard that anybody's, you know, never been able to get dialysis during those those disasters. And I know that there's some exceptions that people had to wait longer and had problems when we had like Hurricane Katrina and stuff like that. I mean, that was horrific. But on a, a a fairly normal type of emergency storm, um, the community's got that down.
0: And I think, you know, in my 30 years of being a nephrology nurse, uh, I think we've come a long way. I think back about... 23 years ago, um, and I'm in the Philadelphia area, we had 30-some inches of snow, which basically paralyzed our city. And uh, we we brought the National Guard in to transport our patients from our very narrow streets in Philadelphia to get into our unit. And they camped out with us for the whole week, from 7 in the morning, or actually it was more like 6 in the morning, um, until 11 o'clock at night to keep our patients moving in and out. And I would say over the last 30 years that we've only strengthened our responsiveness to natural disasters or emergency situations where we need to transport patients in and out and we've we've really streamlined those processes so that we can make it more convenient for the patient to get to if not their unit the next closest unit that's that would dialyze that patient
1: that's it's it's pretty amazing to watch well i'm going to shift gears a little bit and um i want to i want to talk about what's one of the most challenging um, things that you see in your patients and, you know, how do you help help them overcome that that thing? (laughs) I'm just trying to figure out how to put that.
0: Understood. Yeah. So I think for individual patients, what is most challenging can be very individualized. For some individuals, uh, the diagnosis of stage 5 chronic kidney disease in and of itself and the changes that come along with it globally can be the biggest challenge they experience. They may not be feeling terrific before they start dialysis therapy. And we work with them to say, you know, once we get your medications adjusted, once we get you started, you will start to feel better, your nutrition will improve. Um, And so for some patients, it's managing the symptoms that they're experiencing. For other patients, um, and again, I think the patients would be the experts in answering this question, but many times they say to us the challenges lie in managing their fluid and dietary restrictions. Um, And particularly when it comes to special occasions or certain holiday times throughout the year, that it becomes challenging for them. To stay within the the guidelines of the restrictions. And so, what's important is that we work with the patients as an individual to design a plan with their not only their input, but their guidance and also providing our, our, you know, our scientific knowledge to them to come up with a plan that's going to work with that patient within reason for them. And I hope that we've got better over the last few decades in really realizing that we are a team with the patient and that we will do our patients no good if we come in and say, you can't do this, you can't have that, uh, because that's when they start to shut us down and then we lose that open diet dialogue and communication with them. So it's an area that I think as healthcare providers, we need to continue to focus on and really, again, look at our patients as equal partners in this relationship of their of managing their chronic kidney disease.
1: Well, and I love that you say equal partner because uh, for me, um, there's a couple of things that I assess a nephrology nurse or a nurse of any kind when they walk right in front of me. And the first thing that I'm, I'm like, I'm screening the person, but if they look and smile at me and acknowledge me, and that just makes me feel so comfortable because I'm a big believer. Patients don't care how much you know till they know how much you care and body language is everything. Um, body language and how you your mannerisms to the patient, uh, especially and I mean, this is so basic, you know, it's basic communication skills, but I appreciated so much when I was in the dialysis chair for somebody to sit next to me. Like literally sit and just sit down and not look like you're got your, you know, hand on, you know, need to get to the next patient. And one of the challenges today, and it's every healthcare, is everybody, I mean, and I've made this joke forever, but, you know, you you guys almost have roller skates um, that you have to do so much and move so fast. And how do you balance that? Because when you're educating nurses, the most important thing is for the patient to trust you. Then your job is so much easier,
0: right? And that that needs to continue to be the focus. And I think one of the one of the education pieces that I, when I was educating and training, particularly new nurses in an outpatient dialysis or inpatient dialysis setting, is when uh, when a machine would go off. It, you know, it's our natural inclination to take a look at the machine and see what the alarm is. And I would say to my new to practice nephrology nurses, look at the patient. Look at the patient and then look at the machine. Right. Then the patient is going to be assured that you are paying attention to. He or she, and not that piece of equipment, uh, because you can tell a whole lot by looking at that patient and looking in, in the patient's eyes, or if they're not, if their eyes are not open and they're sleeping, you're going to be able to learn a whole lot. And so, it is that human touch, it is that personal connection, and there is a difficult time in many cases balancing the busyness of a healthcare setting. Um, and the demands, particularly of, of patients where, they're, you know, there may be changes in how they're feeling or what their blood pressure is from, you know, hour to hour or five minutes to five minute, And so, um, but it is important that we acknowledge the patient first and foremost, and then attend
1: to other. It's so true. Um, and I, I can go into a facility and sit down and just observe and and I can tell the people who are doing that and the people who are not and I, I for if anybody's listening and you you have that particular technician or nurse or somebody that's not paying attention to you the way you would like I always like to remind people, you're the consumer, you're the patient, and don't be confrontational. Just just maybe mention to the administrator, charge nurse, I mean, you know, I don't feel like I'm being communicated with. Maybe you could go over some of the skill sets just to remind them that, um, you know, because I'm feeling a little fearful and and just letting you know the staff know that the the people who lead it and then they can retrain that individual or and then it's not personal it hasn't escalated to a point where oh my god i can't stand those healthcare professionals i don't want to go back to dialysis i mean you never want it to escalate to that you, you i often tell patients you need to be the one that you know communicates calmly we we have to be expert communicators when you have such a serious illness uh, because we we suffer serious consequences when we do not communicate our needs, and um, that is a, a fast track learning skill all people have to learn, and a little bit faster when you have an illness. So, um, uh, but I appreciate that you bringing that up because it is. I mean. I've been in the hospital and I'm so anxious. I've had a nurse come in and just talk to me and, you know, I don't need an Ativan. I'm, I'm relaxed. I'm, I'm to- Somebody's told me it's going to be okay. Sometimes you just need to hear that. You're going to be okay. You're going to be okay. You know, like just to reassure because uh, I don't know about you, Tammy, but I have this committee in my head and I sit somewhere and then it just goes rampant. And I need somebody to tell me I'm going to be okay.
0: Exactly, and that, and also from the nursing standpoint, sometimes we need to remind each other um, that we're going to remind our patients that we are there for them. Right, that this is our role to be there to be attentive to their needs and care, and that we will continue to advocate on their behalf if medicine is not at the chair side, at the bedside, that we are there as nurses and healthcare professionals to advocate on their behalf.
1: I want to switch gears because, you know, one of the reasons we we want to say, yeah, nurses, go for it. You're so wonderful because it's Nephrology Nurses Week. And uh, tell us a little bit about what American Nephrology Nursing Association is doing to celebrate uh, people who are nurses. And then the second question I have is, do you have enough nephrology nurses or do we need to get every patient on board asking their relatives to become a nephrology nurse?
0: Oh, I'm delighted to answer both of these questions. Um, well, first and foremost, thank you so much for mentioning Nephrology Nurses Week. September the 8th through the 14th of this year, 2019, we will be celebrating Nephrology Nurses. And, in fact, that is our theme this year, celebrate Nephrology Nurses. We have a logo, we have T-shirts, um, and we have a number of items that we've made available to our association members, our American Nephrology Nurses Association members. Uh, that they can purchase to celebrate Nephrology Nursing Week. Um, And it is something we do on an annual basis um, this second week of September. And it's a way for us to talk about what it is we do, but also it's a way for us to celebrate each other um, and what we bring to the specialty that we bring. Um, And the reason that we selected Celebrate Nephrology Nurses this year is because the American Nephrology Nurses Association uh, is celebrating its 50th anniversary. So we've been around for 50 years, priding ourselves on what we do in the care of our patients. And so celebration seems like the absolute right theme to have for this year. Um, And we have a number of videos that we are putting out in addition on our website through social media. Uh, to our members and to our non-members, and a lot is going on on our website um, and in various newsletters and publications that we, um, we've we created. And we also, at our 50th um, National Symposium, we created a really fun video that talks about celebrating nephrology nurses. So thank you for asking about that. I can also address your second question. Um, it, is, it has been well known to us for several years that, unfortunately, we do not have enough nephrology nurses. And, in fact, without talking too much about my year as association president, um, I will mention that one of the first things I did is pulled pulled a task force together to help build a pipeline of nephrology nurses because we just don't have enough of them in certain parts of our country or in certain areas um, of nephrology nursing practice. And so we're working on trying to get the word to nursing students or newly practicing nurses that this is an exciting area, it's an area that allows you a lot of autonomy so that they're aware of this area of nephrology nursing practice. Um, and so, yes, we need more nephrology nurses. And like myself, Many of the nurses have been practicing, and you probably see it for the patients who are listening, that the nurses in your dialysis or chronic kidney disease settings are getting older, I'm like that as well, and we're going to be retiring, and so we need to bring some of the younger nurses, newer to practice nurses in to fill those gaps that we're going to leave in the future, and so we have taken that as one of our top strategic priorities in the association. Association to try to build a pipeline of future nephrology nurses.
1: Well, and, you know, I have to say that, uh, we all run into somebody who, you know, has somebody who may be going to nursing school and, and there's scholarships available. There's all kinds of help and there's training available. So we don't have much time, um, to go into that, but, uh, uh, Tammy, I, I want to thank you so much for uh, sharing your knowledge, and I look forward to your transition and what the American Nephrology Nursing Association will, um, you know, what, what they'll be doing in 2020. And um, I want to just ask all the patients out there who are listening, all the people who have kidney disease, if you have an opportunity to say thank you to your nurse. And, you know, I think what's most meaningful is if you just give them a card and say thank you or say something special or, or explain a scenario where they made a difference. Because those little notes and cards I know carry me through. I get them a lot and I'm, I'm very, I cherish all of them. But it also carries you through when, you know, you're having a difficult time. Um, and it's a, it's a challenging, uh, demanding job. So uh, on behalf of patients, I really thank you for choosing this career and making a difference in millions of patients' lives.
0: Lori, thank you very much for having me on Kidney Talk today. I very much appreciate it. Thanks for listening to Kidney Talk, a program of Renal Support Network. Please make sure to find us on Facebook or sign up for our newsletter at rsnhope.org. Kidney Talk is intended for informational purposes only. It is not intended to be a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis or treatment from your physician. Always seek the advice of your own healthcare
1: provider regarding your medical condition.